my message is short. It's like something just to remind us. Because this is the real building. We are on our thing about spiritual water. And since day one that we started it, the war is on. <laughs> I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> God is so good. Yeah. Uh, hi everyone, it's our Okay. Yeah. How are, how's everyone? Good. Okay, let's open our Bibles to Psalms 125. 1-5. The Lord is the strength of the people. Those who trust the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but besides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surround these people. From this forth and forever, the sun of the wicked shall not rest. On the law allotted of the righteous, lest, lest the righteous out of their hands Do good, O Lord, for those are good, and those who are upright on their hearts are such that turn aside of their crookedness. The Lord shall lead them away from the works of the iniquity. Peace upon Israel. Our first song is Potter's Hand. Wait. Oh 
Oh, holy trust. 
Okay, uh, we, I just give you a, a brief for the offering. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. If you love God, you don't restrain, you know, that everything from you. If God provided for us everything, so we don't need to, you know, like to hold it for us. We just give it to Him, give Him back to Him. So giving is not just like this thing. Giving is your own life, like your talent, everything that you can share with others. When you are sharing with others, and and others is being blessed, you know the Lord, the Lord is smiling at us because that is His heart, that is His passion. He is into giving business. He He loves to bless us. In fact. Before you open your eyes every day, you already, you know, gave you the blessing. That's why when we bless the Lord, we bless Him with all our heart, mind, and soul. When we bless the Lord, when we give to the Lord, we honor Him in everything that we do. When we give to the Lord, we need to make sure that our heart is right with Him, that our motive is right. And as the scripture says, we give it all with a cheerful because blessed are those who are cheerful givers. Amen. So I believe, you know, us here are all cheerful givers. And because we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. And because we are blessed. We are giving back to the Lord because we already, already received our blessing. Amen. Okay, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to give you praise and thanks, Lord, for the offering, Lord, that you have given us, Lord. You have blessed us with so much. Even the things that we cannot see or or it's not visible, or maybe we are not yet realized, but God, you know all our needs according to your richest glory in Christ Jesus. You provided for them because you are Jehovah Jireh. So Father God, I pray for blessing for the offering. I pray that we be able to utilize and use it, God, for your glory, for the furtherance of the gospel, to those who are in need, to build up, to encourage, oh God, to bless many people. It's not just us here, but all the people, Father God, who needs it. Specifically, those outreaches outside. We have some, Father God, uh, outreaches outside this country, Lord, that really need, need um, Father God, provision for those people, Lord, who need you, who are in darkness, who are, Father God, experiencing hardship. They need to know that there is hope, and that hope is in you. So, Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for ability, for the ability that we may able to give because you cause us to be able. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, announcement, announcement. Any announcement, guys? No? Okay, Where's Amy and Mommy? They're on vacation. <laughs> okay, so, uh, uh, did I say? Uh, okay, praise report. Yesterday we had our prayer porch in, in the valley, and uh, the Lord is good. The Lord moves. Uh, we thought there are only one, two, or three people will be coming, but amazing how the Lord. Uh, you know, do his thing all the time. So there are more new people who showed up. And, you know, they they testify that it's been like for so long that they're being in, trying to be invited to come for all the events. But 
for any reason they may not able to come but last night they they come they mm -hmm. came so they were able to to come and 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 they said truly it's a blessing so see in everything there is always distinct time you know for everything there's always timing from the lord so so we thank the lord for that and um so we pray for a lot of people and we sense the move of the spirit and it's also a celebration for like a post celebration for mother's day and uh, so we honor the mothers as well as we honor all the mothers here today thank you lord for the mothers being a mother is is uh, a great calling so i just want to encourage all the mother to continue to be strong in the lord uh, as what we say the mother is the light in the home so if the mother is not in the home where's the light the same thing for each and every one of us. You are called to be what? Light of the world. So it is understandable that the light sometimes go off or maybe become dimmed. Or like, like that light, sometimes it just like went up. But you have to remember that there is one source of that light, which is the true light of the world which is Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. So make sure that you are plugged into the true light, which is Jesus. Amen? Amen. And today, we, we will go on to our message. So I just want to encourage all the mom and every mothers out there. It's not easy to, to be a mother, raise kids. It's a challenge. It's, it's hard work. It's a strenuous. It burnt you up, actually. <laughs> Since you deliver the baby until you take good care of the baby until you raise. And the tough part is, it's not just the delivery. Because once you deliver the baby, the pain is there. But after a while, it heals. The pain is gone. But the, the crucial part, the tough part is when you are raising them. That's why the scripture is clear saying in Proverbs, that train up a child in the way they should go. When they grow old, they will not be part from it. So mother, be, make sure that... You know, we train up a child. We train our kids. We train our children in the ways of the Lord. We raise them God's way. We never go wrong. If you place in them the foundation, the sure foundation, that's going to be their, their guide. That's going to be their life that will bring them to success. And also made you accomplished, like accomplished mother. That made you fulfilled mothers. Uh, because you will now see the fruit of your hard labor on them, on your kids. Amen? So God bless all the mothers. So, so uh, God is good. God is faithful. Once again, we are here. He wants us to, to hear Him, to hear His word. So, Try to focus and catch up, catch on whatever God wants to, to give us. On this month, we are, in the, we are uh, talking about uh, spiritual warfare. That's our theme for this month, spiritual warfare. And I will go into uh, to discuss and talk about the one Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. I know Pastor, uh, you know, touch base on that topic. 
And we keep hearing that topic. We keep hearing those words and scriptures. But God is continually releasing to us, you know, the essence, the importance. It is crucial that we Christian, we all children of God, may know how to fight the battle. See, when you say spiritual warfare, it is war, right? It is a battle. So we have war because God has an enemy and because we belong to God. So whoever our God's enemy is our enemy too. So to recap, the last time, um, yeah, we talk about the war, we talk about the battle, we have an enemy, we even describe the enemy which is the devil and we called him Satan, right? He has a name, Lucifer, previously he's like a beautiful angel who get rebel against God and he end up being thrown down here on earth. So, and he has a lot of allies that, you know, goes with him. The enemy has a scheme. Take note of this. The enemy has a scheme, tactics, and those schemes and tactics he used to pull us away from our walk. Remember. That's the goal of the enemy. Using all those came and tactics to pull us away and derailed our relationship with God. And isn't it true that it's happening today and even to us? That's why Paul wants us to be encouraged. Paul wants us to be become what is strong. Paul wants us to know how we may able you know to to overcome when it comes to the, the battle with the enemy. We even talks about how to recognize those tactics. So do you know now how to recognize those tactics? Or you're still caught up sometimes. You're still giving in what the enemy wants you to, to, to see. Because you see, a spiritual battle is not flesh and blood. It's not on the surface. You cannot see it. And sometimes it's, de- it's deceptive because it is not natural. And this is the tumble all the time of the enemy is for us to go or be bring, bring back to the physical. Like, okay, Tasha, you're my enemy and, and I'm your opponent here, so let's box. Let's fight. But the spiritual battle is not. You cannot see the enemy. And all the schemes and all the tactics is not visible. But by the grace of God, and as, as what Paul said, and what, and what the scripture says, you know, we are given instruction. We're given the weapon and all those things that we're going to talk about later. And then, if we're on the battle, we need a supernatural. This is what we talked about last time, the first time. We need a supernatural resources to fight the battle. And what are those natu- uh, supernatural resources? If this is a ritual battle... It means we cannot just use an ordinary weapon. It's like when you go on war, you use your guns, cannon, and all those stuff. But with the spiritual battle, we cannot use those. In fact, we, as a living creation by God, is not no much to the enemy. Because that's what I said, he is an angel before, a fallen angel now. And he knows the word. He has that supernatural power. That's why he can, you know, he can pull us down. He can deceive us and all these things. 
But thank God, thank Jesus, thank for the word of God that exposing all these tactics, all these schemes of the enemy that help us to be able to recognize, for us to be aware, for us to know. Because that's the best thing. If you are in a battle, you, you, uh, you aim to what? To win the battle, right? But if you don't know what's going on, if you don't know what weapon to use, if you even don't know what's really going on, how you may be able to win the battle? You will be defeated. And so it is important today, open your ears, even your heart, pay attention, focus on Jesus, even to the word, so you may be able to see the specific instruction that what Paul said, that he will always trying to give us and encourage every believers. And today it is from the book of Ephesians. The battle is not flesh and blood. And that is the, the key verse of our word today. It is in Ephesians 2.12. In fact, we, we go, I'm going to read to you Ephesians 2.10 down to Ephesians 2.18. If it is not flesh and blood, we need that weapon, right? According to 2 Corinthians 10.4. See, 2 Corinthians 10.4 and Ephesians 2.12 goes hand in hand. If there is a battle that is not flesh and blood, according to 2 Corinthians 10.4, there is a spiritual weapon that we need to use to fight that battle that is also spiritual. And then Paul will give us guidelines and information how we may able to fight, like to fight great. It's not just like to fight. You know, when you have a weapon like a small stick and the enemy has a sword, so what happened to you? <laughs> Can you fight the battle? You will be defeated. You will be killed right away. Because that stick has no power, no match. So just look at that scenario when you fight the battle with the enemy. And, um, well, Pastor Nick teaches us some of the points, you know, last week when he's here. Some of the important things regarding that spiritual battle. Now, let's hear what Paul wants to give you and encourage us through the book of Ephesians. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10 to 18. I'm going to read the scripture and we're going to dissect it verse by verse. Amen? All right. So finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. 16. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer, and supplication to that end. Don't sleep. Keep alert <laughs> with all perseverance 
making supplication for all the saints. See, like what Tasha is sharing, when we go in depth with the study of the Lord's Prayer, we memorize the Lord's Prayer, we know the Lord's Prayer, we always hear the Lord's Prayer, we take it to the heart. But in reality, sometimes we don't really understand fully the and bits and bits pieces of the prayer. But when we sit down and we try to dig in, we try to ask the Lord to teach us more so we may able to, to understand. That model prayer, you know, that Jesus, you know, leaves his disciple, And that's including us. And now we come to realization how beautiful is the prayer. How Jesus show his love. Because he's show, showing the prayer the kingdom. The plan of God. And what is His will for you? He wants you to always be okay, right? See, like, you are always need to ask Him to give your daily bread. Daily. See, He wants you to live by faith. He wants you to rely on Him. He wants you to just trust Him. He wants you to always ask for forgiveness. Because He knew that we are imperfect and we are not perfect. He wants you also to ask Him to be protected against evil. Like on the latter part, they say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Because the evil is always around us. As what we, get, as what we read in the Word. And you see, even in verse, um, I just want to go ahead, but this is how the, the Word now is going, you know. Um, and even... It says in verse, oh, where is at? Saying, the days is evil. See, you heard in the radio, you saw in the multimedia, in Facebook, and elsewhere, everywhere. The days is at hand. When we are watching the news, everything that takes place, the Bible scholars and all other pastors and all those, you know, trying to, to interpret the, the prophecy, they said it's really close, it's, it's there. It's fulfilled, it's being fulfilled. This is happening here and there. Aren't you excited that these things is being fulfilled and it's happening? In other words, we'll be meeting our Creator, we'll be meeting our Savior soon. Because that is His promise, that He will go back to us, His children, His people, His creation. Because we are not of this world. We are not supposed to be here forever and ever. This is just like our, our temporary abode for us. Our citizenship is in heaven. But you know, Paul wrote this. Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this word for you. To what? To become strong. Remember, in the first verse, it says, Be strong in the Lord. See, that's the word that Paul says. And you know, be strong in, the, in the, the Lord. I saw here also from verse 10 to 18, the word stand. How many times the word stand was repeated? Maybe four times? Did you see it? And then you know, when the word was being repeated more than once, it means there is impression. It was impressed. It means it's like a command. You stand. Whether you like it or not, you stand. That's the will of God for you. You be strong. That's the will of God for you. 
But Lord, how am I able to stand? How am I able to strong? What you need to do is to listen. What you need to do is go back to our navigation, which is the Bible, the Word of God. Our map here, this will be our guide. And today, surely, Paul wants to guide and lead us how to battle. We have a great enemy that we cannot defeat. It's not our might nor our power, but the Spirit of the living God. Now, how are you going to be strong? Look, in this scripture, it says, Ephesians 3.16 says that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through what? Through the Holy Spirit. Through His Spirit in your inner being. Remember, I keep repeating this. When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, what happened to you? He deposited in you the Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit. And that's how you may able to what? To, to stand and to become strong. Because the Holy Spirit is already in you. The Holy Spirit will be the one to sustain your strength. To give you faith. To allow you to get instruction how you may able to direct yourself. But you need to take heed to the Holy Spirit. That's the problem. Sometimes we don't seek the Holy Spirit. We don't seek the Lord. We, we, came, we came up all the time with our thought and our thinking that we, we thought we think it's good. And that's the right thing to do. And then before you knew it, you're in trouble. Because you know what? That's not the way God wants you to do it. Because you didn't inquire of the Spirit. Now, in the strength of His might. So you need to rely on God. Don't help God. How many among you are doing that? That you do things on your own and you're trying to help God and yet you don't know that you can do it. If we are no much with the enemy, why we keep pushing ourselves, trying our best, you know, to fight that battle alone? It says in the word, the battle belongs to God. God knows. God is perfect. God knows who you are. God knows your ability, your capability, and all these things. Because before He formed the foundation of this world, and He formed you in your mother's womb, He knows you. He knows you from head to toes. He knows the number of your hair. He knows what you're going to be even till the end of time. He knows where you're going to fall. You're going to stand up. Look what happened to Job and some of the servants in the, in the scripture. The story that we read and we heard. The Lord allowed them to be tempted by the enemy, but at the end is victory. Because God is on their side. Even David, when he fight the battle, what happened? At first, it seems that they will lose the battle. But at the end, because they trust the Lord, they believe in God. God is with them. They conquer and they win the battle. It's the same thing with you. You want to win the battle in your life? You want to overcome the challenges in your life, the trials and the trouble that you get into? Strength is from Him. Trust Him. Now, this is the instruction of Paul. How are we able to strength? To get that strength 
and to become strong in the Lord. You need to put on the whole armor of God. Now, isn't it God is good? Yeah. He is not going to give you something or anything that you cannot handle well. It's like if you have problem, James said, count it all joy. Because God knows you can make it. You can do it. And, and He allows you to undergo those trials and those challenges because he will gain, you will gain at the end. You will, you will regain your strength. You're going to grow more in your faith. And you know, some of the fruit of the Spirit that is not manifesting in your life will, will come and manifest. Like if you don't have self-control, you'll see later, now you're beginning to have that self-control. If you don't have peace because your tendency is to worry a lot and get anxious all the time, you will see yourself after the trials. You have now peace. You learn how to be peaceful because you learn the life lesson. Because you realize as the, what the Word declares, this is what you need. And you take it to the heart. Now, put on the armor of God. The night is in Romans 13, 12. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. When you put on the armor of God, it says put on the light. Remember earlier, I, I told you, you are the light of the world. The question is, how is your light today? Is your light lit or is it off or it's dim? What is the condition? You need to check on it because... That will determine how you may able to stand. See, God's will for us, as what Paul says, He wants you to withstand. May able to withstand, on verse 13, the evil day. These days are evil. Whether you like it or not, we're still here. So we need to deal with it. We need to deal with it. And we need to be successful. How may able to battle? Now, uh, in the see if you take up the whole armor of God that's you may able to withstand the evil day and that's when you may able to stand firm see you're not just standing there because you can stand right but you can be like what what, what do you call this one when you're like wavering yeah and then when somebody push you you can fall down what Paul is saying not just stand stand firm see when you stand firm no matter what they do you'll not be moved you're like you have an anchor there and truly your anchor is Jesus so make sure that your anchor is there because Jesus is there stand firm that's what the word says it's a song, anchored in the Lord. yes right so, the battle is not against flesh and blood. We know who is, who is the rulers, the prince of this world? Satan. Satan, the enemy. The authorities against the cosmic power, they call it cosmic power. So when you think about cosmic power, you're just human being, one smite of the cosmic power and you'll be dead. And you'll be down. See, that's the power of the enemy. But, because of the blood of Jesus. Because of Jesus in you. Now this is what Paul is trying to clear to every believer. 
actually in in this book in this chapter 2 of Ephesians there are two two uh two things that uh Paul wants us to understand the uh the position your position as a child of God see many believers don't know what their position in Christ my question to you do you know your position in Christ that's why we can get easily defeated by the enemy because you don't know where you're standing. You don't know who you are. Hello, you are the sons and daughter of the Most High God. Have you realized to yourself that you are become co-heir of the kingdom because of the adoption that God gave to you or did to the Lord Jesus Christ? Right. When Jesus bought you with the price, He died for you and you received as the Lord and Savior. You are being adopted by God. That's why you can now go to the Father and call Him Abba, Father. Amen. Amen. Because before, when you're in darkness, you cannot call the Father Abba, Father. Because you're illegitimate. You are not belong to the light. You belong to the light because you become the child of God. And now, you are a child of God. So what you're doing? Where is your position? So what you know about it? What you can do, well, I said earlier, it's not your might nor your power, but the Spirit of the living God. And that's it. You have that power in you through Christ Jesus because the Holy Spirit is living in you. But do you know that? Because sometimes, oh, I have this problem. You just go to the corner. You just cry. You just like, you're scattered everywhere. You get anxious. You, you get derailed. There's nothing better in you. Everything is not look good. Why? Do you know your position? You're a child of God. Yes. You're not supposed to be in that position. Amen. You're supposed to be rejoicing, leaping up and down. Count it all joys in every trials. That's your position. That's your attitude. But what's happened to the Christian? No. They isolate themselves. They depart from the fellowship. They isolate themselves and let and allow the enemy to continue to devour them. That's why when I saw people or Christian yes. not trying to fellowship, forsaking the fellowship of believer, trying, they think, oh, I don't need those people to be around with. Mm. Eh. That's the lies of the enemy. Yeah. Remember, the enemy is a liar. He will always throw things in your mind and lies to you. And latter part, you will realize he devour you. He took everything from you because his job is to kill, to destroy, and to steal everything. First thing that the enemy will, will steal from you is your peace. Yes, thank you, Jesus. The second one is your joy. Yes. The third one is your love. Because yes. if you have love, everything will be conquered. Mm. Everything will be covered. There is no way that you will not going to understand people around you. Mm. Even though they're murderers, even though whatever they are, like Jesus, you will have compassion in your heart. Yes. You will going to, to love them because you will, you will see and realize they're perishing. You are blessed because you know where you're going. But these people, what happened to them? They're perishing. They're losing God in their lives. They're being blinded by the enemy. And the Lord is coming soon. There is a chance for them not to be part of the rapture. They can, can be left behind. So are you going to be happy? Are you going to go back to your uh, pity party and just think of yourself that mm, this person stepped on my toes. This person is doing evil to me. This person is no good to me. This person is affecting me. Why? 
Why? I'm on fire today. Yes, you are. I'm on fire today because the devil's defeated. Yes. I'm yes. on fire. This is the reality. This is the reality of Christian life. Every believer that needs to know. Yes. Thank God that God taught me how to battle. I just wear this battle. I just put on the armor. Make sure all this armor is in the right places as what we go on with our study. So but I'm tr- what I'm trying to say, walk from the victory. Be victorious. That's already given. You are already a victor. Don't be a victim. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Because of your pity party, what you feel, that emotion, you're trying to, you know, like baby, baby that emotion in your heart. But you are not realizing the enemy is stealing your joy, stealing your peace, is stealing your blessing, is stealing everything that God had planned and gave you. More importantly, this is very crucial, guys. If you are in a storm or undergoing some trials, whatever it is right now, it is always connected to your calling. You have to bear that in your mind. You have to remember that. Because once you give in what the enemy wants you to be, or yeah, the enemy said, hey, come on, go on, go ahead with your pity party. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, they're not good to you. Uh, see, they're, they're not uh, even appreciative. They're not appreciating what you do to them or what you, you, you serve, what you do. Hey, we are not serving men. We're serving God. Whatever you do, you do it for the glory of God. Not for yourself, not for anyone. And we don't need, if you're truly a servant of the Lord, we don't need to compromise even the word, the truth of the word. You need to be careful. You need to make sure that what you do is in line on what God wants you to do. I'd rather be troubled with men rather than with God. Because if you are called by God, you will be held accountable. You don't, you, sometimes you know, you run away. Yes, I'm free. Oh, I, I don't need to worry now because I'm gone. I run away. But in reality, you'll still be haunted because you are not set free. That truth is there. Hey, the Holy Spirit is there to convict. Maybe now you're blinded, you cannot see it. But later, the Spirit will still come to you and say, hey, you are called by God. What you're doing? It's like Jonah. He ran away and look what happened. He ended up in the belly of the fish. Yes. And that's where he realizes, oh Lord, I'm so sorry. Yes. Who am I? You're right. calling me. And why I'm acting this way? Right. And because of that running away, and that's what you call sometimes, we are not grown enough mm-hmm. to face that battle or to face the reality of what God wants us to see. We are missing the opportunity and the time that He wants to use us. Yes. So there is a hindrance. There is a stop. And the enemy is, yes. I succeeded. Yay! I did it. So the enemy is like going to bother you. But He already placed in you no peace, mm-hmm. no joy, and struggle. Those of you, whatever you are right now, whatever circumstances, you are in. You may able to realize what I'm saying. Maybe you are in that position right now. So what you need to do? This is the instruction of the word. What we need to do is only follow, obey the, the Lord and, and listen to what the word says. Be doers of the word, isn't it? That's what James said. 
And so, this world is full of darkness and we are against those spiritual forces of evil. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. At first, Paul instructed us to put it on. Now, take up the whole armor of God. Yes, we can put it on, but sometimes it's tilted, right? You need to fix it. Every day, we need to check on our armor because every minute, every second is the battle, okay? We need to take it up so you may be able to withstand. Once there is something that is not right, you cannot. That is like a glitch or a hole for the enemy to get in and attack you. So, so you're going to be like, when you limp, so you're not strong enough, right? So you don't allow those things to happen to you. You need to stand firm. So you don't allow anything that will be in between and, and, and as you fight, is, will, will uh, what do you call, weaken you, weaken you to, to stand or to fight. Because that's not the, the Lord's want you to do. So stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth. Okay, belt of truth. Who is the father of lies? Now, when you are seeking God, when you're making decision, when you're in the midst of the storm, or you're in the midst of trials, you need to seek what is truth. First of all, it's not about you. You need to seek what God wants you to do, wants you to be. And that's the truth. And the truth will set you free. But if the truth is not there because you're trying to blind yourself, plus the enemy blinded you, and you're trying to, you know, like buying it, and you continue to live in that lies and blind, but the enemy had made, what would be going to happen? Still the same. All those things that I said earlier will manifest. Smiling from the outside, crying, crying inside. Have you seen those like uh, clown, sending the clown? Those people who, who laugh out loud and loud sometimes, those are the people who have a lot of things inside their hearts. That's not the truth. They're, it's just like a cover-up for them. So we need to be real. Being, a, being a, a Christian and a believer, we need to be real men and women of God. But most of the time, we're not showing that. We're not real men and women of God because we love to run away. We love to just ignore everything. But you know what? You cannot run away forever. And that's the lesson of Jonah, right? You, can, you, you, you still need to face your giant. So it's better for you to face your giant now than to run away and later you're going to deal with it. And it's more complicated. Anyway, the battle is not you. It's God. So while the battle is on, why don't you just surrender yourself to the Lord? Why don't you just take it to the Spirit? Why don't you just like let the Lord deal everything with you and it's going to be fine. Because as what the word says, he will go in to help you. Now, belt of truth. So make sure you have that belt of truth. Don't buy the, the lies of the enemy. You need to determine which voice you're hearing. Is it the voice of God or the voice of the enemy? Always confirm with the word. Stand therefore, fasten the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So if you're patting, not righteous, so you expose your breast. And what's in your breast? Your heart. See, it says uh, a bounce of the, the heart because that's the fountain of life. The mouth is speaking. So whatever is in your heart, that, for example, you allow the enemy to put a lot of uh, 
baggages or junk in your heart, what happened to your mouth? You will depart from praise and worship God. You will realize yourself you can no longer praise the Lord. You know, when you're in a church, you feel like eerie or something. You are not comfortable. You don't feel like doing, praising, listening to the Word because your heart is not right with God. That's why we need that breastplate of righteousness. Now, and shoes of your feet having put on the reddest given by the gospel of peace. The gospel. In order for us to fight a good battle, we can retaliate, right? If you're a servant, the enemy wants you all the time to stop what God wants you to do, right? But if you counterfeit, like, you, you respond, like, it is hard, it is heavy, or you can do it. But if you believe and trust God and you keep going, you'll see. The devil will just flee from you. The devil will say to himself, okay, I cannot, I cannot devour this person because he is so strong believing in his God. You know, he is relying 100% on his God. He's just submitting himself to the Lord. And I am no much with that because he is sold out. You know what I'm saying? So, so don't like think twice or, or try to, you know, like divine what the enemy wants you to be. Because God or Paul is encouraging us, you know, to keep going, to keep moving on. I thank God for that, that opportunity. And we come this far because of that grace and that's blessing from the Lord. Now, and then take up the shield of faith. What is faith? Faith is the things that, you know, you can see but you believe in. It says in the word, if you have faith, that is how God moved him. God moved because of your faith. So true faith, mountain can be moved. It means all the impossible will be possible if you have faith. If you are sick and you need healing, you need faith. You need to believe and you need to trust. Don't go against what you need to believe in. That's why, because sometimes that's where the, the stop. The prayer has no breakthrough because of unbelief or lack of faith. Like what the Israelites did before. They believe God in some point and later part they'll go against it. They negate it. Let's not do that. So we need the faith in order. Look, listen. That can extinguish. So what do you mean by extinguish? It can eliminate. It can stop. What, what can be stopped by the shield of faith is the flaming darts. What is the flaming darts? The fiery darts. The uh, the wilds that what you call the wilds those are the uh, the 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 scheme the tactics of the enemy that you need to recognize right away okay and that is from the evil one when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart this is what was sown along the path so do you remember the story of the parable of the seed that, you know, went to the wayside, to the bush, and then to the good soil. So what happened to those seeds that planted on a good soil? That's grow and then bear fruit. So the same thing with us. If we not going to take to the heart, like the word, like today, this is instruction from the Lord that we need to take to the heart because this is what we need. We are always in the battle. 